friends. Welcome to the Creative Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Caldwell, and I'm so happy you're here. Each episode, I take some time to chat with fellow artists about life, faith, and the impact of the arts. There is so much rest we can find in surrendering to the Lord and trusting Him. And it's not always easy, especially for a control freak like me. I'm like, I really want to have my five-year plan and I want to do all these things. And yes, but as we surrender to him, he blesses that and he makes the path clear. You're listening to episode 49, and I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Bethany Slebos. Today, she joins me on the podcast to talk about her journey as a dancer, a studio owner, and how she's seen God be faithful every step of the way. Bethany lives in College Station, Texas with her husband, Patrick, and their three beautiful kids. Together, they own Suzanne's School of Dance and desire to create a safe place for dancers to grow in both excellence of dance and heart. Bethany shares about her journey and how she's come full circle back to her home studio, Suzanne School of Dance, where she first began her training at five years old. Through her time there, she learned to use her gift for the Lord and realized her passion to share that gift of dance with others. At the age of 15, which is seriously impressive, Bethany moved to Houston, Texas, where she danced with Adeum Dance Company. Following her time at Adeum, Bethany used Dance for Missions, which led her to start a school and company in the Netherlands under Youth with a Mission. While she was in the Netherlands, she met her husband, Patrick. In 2013, they moved back to Texas and purchased Suzanne's School of Dance. In addition to owning the studio, Bethany also dances with Mako Dance Company and directs Talitha Dance Company. We chat about the challenges and blessings of owning a studio, especially during the pandemic, We also talk about honoring our mentors, the realities of transitioning out of a performance career, and so much more. Bethany brings beautiful heart and wisdom as she shares what we can gain by surrendering to God and laying things down. I love her encouragement that when God shuts a door, it's because He has something better in store. Enjoy my conversation with Bethany Slebos. Bethany, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I feel so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited to catch up and actually just get to know you better, like a little more in depth, because I feel like I know you, but not all of your history and everything, you know? Yes. No, I feel the same. Our paths have definitely crossed and we have so many connections. I'm like, wow, it's so cool through our DM. So. And Ben was even saying that y'all were in Guatemala together. Yes, we were with yeah. Eros. That's yeah. right. Who was like, we were all sick and <laughs> yes, survived. I know. I know. Fun times. It was yeah. such a cool trip though. I think about that trip often and all that God did. It was so awesome. So. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to get to hear more. And first off, do you want to just kind of share a little bit about yourself and kind of what you're up to right now? Yes, I would love to. So I am Bethany Slavos and I grew up in College Station, Texas, and I currently live here as well. And I'm married to Patrick. He's my amazing husband. And Yay, he's, Patrick. I know he's amazing. And he's from the Netherlands, actually. And so yeah. 
But we live here now and we have three beautiful kids. Um, Jaden is six, Josiah is four, and little Jocelyn is 16 months. So I have two boys and a girl. Yeah, Yeah. they are precious. I love them so much. And I have the privilege of getting to run and own my dance studio with Patrick. So it's super fun. We're both married and doing life together and working together. And Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for him. I couldn't do it without him, but we own a dance studio together and we're, this is our eighth year. We're we're finishing up our eighth year, which is crazy. Yeah. That's hard to even like wrap my brain around because it feels like a year or two ago or something. It does. <laughs> I know flown. it goes by so fast and, but we've been owning it for eight years. And awesome. um, so I get to do that. I love that. I also have the privilege of getting to run a dance company, a project company called Talitha. And so I direct that it's super fun. And we get to dance at a conference for women called the UR conference. And then <laughs> I also get to dance with Mako, which I love. Yeah. We had Maggie on the show, like end of 2020, I want to say. Yes. I saw that. So awesome. She's amazing. And it's such, you know, just a blessing to get to dance again and get to be under her. She's so great. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, it'll be fun to dive in a little bit more to each of those like elements in a little bit. Yeah. But do you want to kind of share just how you got into dance in the first place? Sure. I would love to. So like I said, I grew up in College Station, Texas and grew up in this wonderful family, Christian family. And my mom enrolled me in dance at the age of five and at Suzanne School of Dance, actually. So that's where I started. Super cool. So neat. And um, I had my first class with Suzanne Moreau and she was so amazing, really just instilled that love of dance in me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I remember at the age of five going, this is what I'm called to do. And I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life was teach dance. That's (laughs) so so fun that like five years old, like this is it. Yes, I I just knew from that age. I have these memories, being like, "This is what I want to do, and I want to be like her someday." And dance. and so I danced as Suzanne's for many years, and trained in so many different genres, and also learned how my gift of dance could be used in worship for the Lord. Yeah, I feel so blessed that I was able to grow up in that Christian environment and from a young age, learn that it's first and foremost for the Lord. And yeah, so I danced there for many years. And um, when I was 15, actually, I, well, it had been a dream of mine to dance professionally. And I thought, well, that's like way down the road. And, right. Yeah. You know, like, we'll we'll just see. But my dad actually encouraged me to do a lot of different auditions. And so I was actually at Project Dance New York and my dad was like, Hey, you should just audition just to get the practice. Right. Cause it's, mm-hmm. you have to practice that. And, um, it's, it's different than just taking a normal class. And so I was like, okay, I'll audition. And I loved Audam and mm-hmm. had like seen them and looked up to all their company members and gone to their intensives every summer growing up. And so I auditioned and I actually made it into the company and I did not expect that. It was like a huge surprise and definitely something that my parents and I prayed about because I was 15 years old and 
Uh, my parents are actually super protective. It's hard to imagine that because they let me move to Houston at 15, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but they are in they just really had a piece about it. And so did I. And so I moved to Houston at 15 and I mean, we don't have time to get into all of it, but the Lord just like provided in crazy, amazing ways, even a family for me to live with. And just, they were incredible. And so I got to just live my dream to dance with Adam and so I started in their trainee program and got to be under Kathleen. Um, she's yeah. amazing. And so, and Randy, and so I just had the opportunity to learn from so many different incredible teachers and learn choreography from these amazing choreographers from all over. And yeah. so, yeah, so that was amazing. I was with Adam for five years. Okay, and cool. it kind of feels like a lifetime ago. I um, bet. Yeah. <laughs> so much has happened. <laughs> so much has happened. Then, yeah, and uh, but it was such an amazing experience and just a dream come true for me. And mm-hmm. so that was for five years. And I just remember kind of towards the end of my time there, the Lord just started preparing my heart to transition. And I just remember just feeling like, man, I really want to like share this gift that I've been given through Mm -hmm. teaching Mm -hmm. and choreographing. And also when I was younger, just so many people had prayed over me and said, you know, Bethany, we really feel like you're called to do missions. And so I've always had a heart for missions and had gone Mm -hmm. on some like even dance missions trips and different things. But towards the end of my time at Adam, I just felt that rising up in me of like, man, I really want to use this gift and just felt like the Lord was saying it was time Mm -hmm. to lay Adam down, which was also hard because it's what I knew. And I loved every bit of it. And just, I didn't know if I was ready to give it up, but I just talked with Randy. I was like, you know, I just feel like the Lord is saying it's time. And so So anyways, I laid it down and actually laid it down before I knew exactly what I was going to do. I just felt like the Lord said, I want you to lay it down and trust me. And so I did. And sometimes I think he asked us to do that. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, as you've seen too in your life, when the Lord asks us to surrender things, he always blesses us and, you know, Mm -hmm. above and beyond what we can imagine. And if he asks us to lay down a good thing, it's because he has another good thing he wants to give us. And, right. and it was just a different season. And so, so yeah, so I laid that down and then it was so neat because within just a couple of weeks, all of a sudden the Lord just started putting things in place. And I started getting phone calls from mm. different people to come and minister in Costa Rica and go to Guatemala on this trip and yeah. go, um, you know, and also, but in that time too, as I was trying to figure out what to do, I did audition for a company in New York and really thought maybe that's what the Lord would have for me. But it's so interesting. The Lord clearly shut that door. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like, Lord, just, you know, really wrestling with him. Like, why would you shut this? But again, like when he closes a door, it's because he has something better. Mm -hmm. And now Yes. And it's like now looking back, I'm like, Lord, 
you knew what would follow. And so, and I'm so glad I wouldn't change that for anything. So um, he just shut that door to New York, but then he opened up doors all over. And actually a fun thing too, is he still let me go to New York and perform for a little bit with a different company. And and so it's just so sweet how God, like, you know, he just knows the desires of our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think he just gives it to us in different ways and different seasons. And it might look a little different than what we originally think. Right. Or not like in the timing that we think or yeah. Yes. But Mm -hmm. it's like, it's always so much better, you know, than we could imagine. And so he shut the door to New York, but opened up all these different opportunities. And so I got to travel, I think it was like to seven different countries within a seven or eight months. It was like crazy. Wow. When I look back yeah. Your body was traveling like what's happening, <laughs> yes. but so cool too. <laughs> it was so neat. So neat. And, but, you know, to actually back up, you know, I was dancing at Audam and actually during my time at Audam for a few summers, I had gone and had the opportunity to teach in the Netherlands for King's Kids, which is under Youth with a Mission. I don't know if you've heard of them, but I have. Yeah. yeah. So they're an amazing missions organization all over the world. And um, I'd always loved missions. And I remember talking to Randy because the Lord clearly shut a door for me to go to New York. I really thought I was supposed to go to New York for a summer and the Lord just shut that door. And I was devastated at the time and called Randy and he was like, you know, Bethany, I really feel like the Lord might have something different for you. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to consider going to the Netherlands and teaching dance to kids and teenagers that would then take it and use it to share the gospel. Mm. And when he shared that with me, I was like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'd always loved missions and felt like I would be called to it and get to do it at some point, but didn't know exactly when that would be. And so so as I was finishing up my time at Audam, like I would go and spend a few weeks in the summer teaching King's Kids um, these dances and got to go on missions trips myself and mm-hmm. loved it. And I also saw that there was just this need for a Christian dance like studio and company where, you know, these teenagers could come and learn this gift, like art of dance and really train in it because they had the heart and the passion, but not a lot of experience and training opportunity. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. And so it was just stirring in my heart of like, man, I would love to be able to go and do more. And the Lord was showing me like, Hey, I really, I want you to start something, but just not yet. And so Mm -hmm. in the right season, right? Like sometimes he'll show us these things and we have these visions and dreams and we'll journal them and then surrender them back to the Lord and say, God, you know, just in your timing, like whatever you want to do. And I love how then he makes it happen, right? Like, and his timing and it doesn't always look the way we think it will, but it's so much better. His plans are so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, you know, teaching in the summers and still dancing with Adam. And then the Lord just really showed me that he wanted me to 
lay down on dam and it was what I knew and I loved it. It had been my dream and I had done it for five years and it was just such an incredible season in my life. But I just felt like the Lord was saying it was time also for me to give back what I had learned and, and just pour out. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so I went to Randy and shared with him. I just really feel like the Lord is saying that it's time for me to quit. And this is so hard and sad. And he was so sweet and just blessed it. And, but then I, so I laid it down, not knowing what the Lord would open up, but knowing that there was just this desire for missions stirring in my heart. And so I laid it down. And sometimes I feel like God asks us to do that, right? It's like, okay, you lay it down. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to show you yet what's about to happen, but you can trust me that every time you surrender, I'm always going to bless you and exceed your expectations. You know, Yeah. That kind of faith element of like, yeah, the trust, like you said, trust trusting he'll meet us there. Yeah. And that he'll provide. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I laid it down. And then within a couple weeks, I started getting phone calls and opportunities to go travel and went to like, it was like seven different countries and like eight months. And it was incredible. It was so sweet. And I loved it. And during that time, the Lord opened up the doors for me to get to actually go to the Netherlands and start a dance school and company. And so- That's yes. so cool. So incredible. It was, it was so neat. It was such a fun just opportunity and so sweet that the Lord had shown me like a couple years in advance and been preparing my heart and then to see him do it. And so we got to start this dance school and company and got to teach all over the Netherlands. And it was just amazing what God did. And so just so incredible. And But during that time is when I met my husband, Patrick. And so we had actually met on some of the mission trips before then. And we're kind of friends, but didn't really know each other. And but then when I moved there, God made it very clear that he was my husband. And um, and I'm so thankful. I didn't know that I would marry a duchy, but (laughs) the Lord knows best, right? Right. That's so, so sweet. So was he yeah. working with YWAM as well? Yes, he was okay. working with King's Kids as well. Yeah, and, okay. But just in a different part. He actually was in some of my dances. Not many people know that. Oh. So he can dance a little bit. <laughs> but nice. Yes, but you know, but he was like focused on other parts. And we got to serve together in some ways. And then I got to do the dance studio and dance company part. And he was so supportive and so we lived there for a couple of years and got to do that. And it was amazing. And then the Lord just, again, just made very clear that it was time to lay that down. Mm, yeah. And it's hard when you've put a lot of like sweat and tears and time and just energy into something and you've poured yourself wholeheartedly into it. And then the Lord asked you to lay it down. And yeah. so he did. And I, you know, I'm so grateful that he did. And, but before we moved back to the States, we were like, okay, God, we feel like 
you're calling us to the States, but you're going to have to make it clear what you want us to do and what that's going to look like. And so we just sat on it for a while and prayed on it. And actually I contacted Suzanne because, um, when I was 10 years old, she was like telling me from the time I was 10 that she wanted me to take over her dance studio. (laughs) So so sweet. It is so sweet. But you know, I, I didn't know if that would really happen or who I would marry at the time and all of that. Mm -hmm. But the Lord just reminded me of that. And so I, I called her and shared that. And she said, Bethany, this is so crazy. But just like two months ago, the Lord showed me it was time for me to lay down my studio. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, only God, you know? Uh And, And I, for myself, I needed him to make it abundantly clear that we are supposed to move and the timing and all of that. And so yeah, for sure. That's a that's a big step. <laughs> like it is. international move. That's a lot. So. International move. Yes. And yeah. we had lived there for a couple years and it had been amazing. But the Lord just made it clear. And so we ended up moving back to College Station, Texas in 2013. And that's yeah. when we purchased the studio. We literally came with three suitcases. We sold everything. We had wow. been doing missions and really had like, I think Pat and I joke, we're like, I think we had maybe like a penny, like we had <laughs> hardly anything, you yeah. know, money wise left. We just sold it all and moved and took that leap of faith and bought the studio. And it's been such an amazing journey, even the last eight years, just looking at how the Lord has provided and all that he's done. And now with three kids and mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful. And looking back, I can just see how the Lord just has just led us step by step and provided. And mm-hmm. he's just been there. He's so trustworthy and knows what's best for us in our lives. You yeah, know? for sure. That's that's so cool. And yeah, I love when you can see like God's fingerprints all over it and the different things that line up and like, okay, that really could not have been me trying to plan this. You know? <laughs> so <Totally. laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So really this is like threaded throughout the whole story, but you know, how do you feel like your, your journey with dance has impacted your faith and just like your experience of dance and ministry, I guess. Wow. Well, it definitely has impacted my faith and just how I view the Lord and how I view people and life. You know, I think my relationship with the Lord is deeper because of it. Mm, And as a dancer, when I worship the Lord and get to dance, that's when I feel the closest to him. And I feel Mm -hmm. like he speaks to me and that's the way that he speaks to me. I think the most for sure in other ways as well. But Mm -hmm. as a dancer, that's when I feel his presence the most. And I think it's taught me through everything to learn to really trust him and that Mm -hmm. he is trustworthy. He's so trustworthy and he takes good care of us as his kids. And, Mm -hmm. and then I think, you know, just doing like getting to have these opportunities to go into even third world countries and minister and use dance. I've seen how I truly believe the Lord has created dance to bring healing and freedom and joy. Yeah. 
it's just brought in my perspective of life. And I'm so grateful for that experience. I think everyone should go on a mission trip because so eye-opening and, for sure. you know, and we can learn so much even from those other cultures and how mm-hmm. God created them. So yes, it's been eye-opening and grown my faith exponentially. Yeah. It's pretty incredible how dance can just like speak, you know, even with language barriers and cultural barriers. And there are different cultural things with dance as well, but just like, there's something about the emotion of it, kind of like music, I guess, you know, that just kind of gets to the heart, you know, to communicate. So yeah, I've been in so many countries. You're, you're right. Where I've just like, man, I can't speak to them right now, but when I dance, like it, you know, and when other people have danced, Mm -hmm. it, it does, it speaks to the soul and it crosses over any language barrier. I love that about dance. Yeah. It's so powerful. It's super, super cool. And I was thinking back, you were talking about worship to do y'all call it nine of worship or something like that, that you guys yes. did at the studio. Yes. And that was super fun that I got to participate one year and just so That's powerful. Right. Yeah. The ability to see, you know, even the students from like the littlest ones all the way up to be able to just express themselves in worship through dance, you know? Yes. I thought, thought that was super beautiful. Cause I grew up more in a you know, secular studio, very ballet focused and, and that was great too, but it's cool to to see that experience happening and how powerful it can be for sure. Thanks. Yes. I love that. It's so, that's so rewarding, you know, to get to see them worship. And I mean, that's my heart's desire is to help Mm -hmm. lead people, you know, into the presence of God and let them experience that through dance and worship. Yeah. It's kind of like a different form of being a worship leader. Kind of. (laughs) It is. Yes. It is. Mm -hmm. Into movement worship. So that's really cool. Yeah. So you kind of shared about how you got started, you know, taking over at Suzanne's and I guess what have been some of the struggles, but all like challenges and also the blessings of owning a studio and kind of stepping into that role. (laughs) Yes. It has been truly a blessing to get to take over Suzanne's. And I remember the Lord, you know, asking me to lay down my dancing and to get to pour into others. And I'm so grateful for that to have a, to get to create a safe environment for dancers to learn and grow in the gift of dance, Mm -hmm. um, how to use it and worship. And, but for sure, like going from, dancing professionally and then owning my own studio. I don't think I quite knew what I was in for. And, you know, I think I'm, I love that God is so gracious that he doesn't show us all the challenges we're going to face because I think if he did at the beginning, we'd be like, ah, I'm just going to like turn around and run because I don't so true. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Cause it's like, I don't know, Lord, if I can do this or I'm capable Mm -hmm. and but I'm really grateful to run the studio. And for sure, there have been different struggles. I think the number one thing for me has been not putting my self-worth in being a studio owner, mm. but that my worth and my value comes from being a daughter of God yeah. and being his first. And For me, that's been a struggle, honestly, to not let that become my identity. Um, It's a hat I get to wear, just like, you know, I I get to be a wife and a mom and all these things, but my identity is in Christ. 
Yes. Yeah. But that's for sure been a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. And then I also think, you know, just realizing that I can't please everyone. It's so hard. (laughs) And I understand that. (laughs) Someone that tends to be a people pleaser, that has been a huge challenge for me because I do want everyone to love it. And, you know, but I first and foremost, am doing what I'm doing to please the Lord. And mm-hmm. I pray it blesses people. And yeah. I really hope that people enjoy that and dancers learn and grow. And But it's first and foremost for the Lord. And so those are, I would say, the two biggest struggles for me, you know, personally kind of wrestling through with the Lord. And he's definitely growing me in those areas. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that. But, you know, there have been so many blessings. I mean, so many blessings, just even, especially the kids. I think seeing these precious ones go through our programs, getting to watch them discover the gift of dance for the first time is really Mm -hmm. sweet. And then growing and becoming more free in their movement and experiencing the joy of dance and also what it is to worship the Lord through dance, that is the most rewarding for Mm -hmm. sure. Hands down is watching them experience that and take that with them. You know, I mean, we're teaching more than just great dancing. We are teaching even life skills, things that they're going to take with them for the rest of their lives. And so, you know, that being a dance, Yes, (laughs) I mean, it is so much more and, So I love that. That is the most rewarding part. And you said it's eight years. So you've seen, you know, kids that were like 10 graduating high school now. Yes. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's so rewarding. I love that part of my job for sure. Because even for me working at a high school, just watching them from freshman year, just how much growth happens and their maturity over time. And, you know, and I learned so much too, you know, there's been a lot of like, great lessons that come through teaching for sure. <laughs> oh, yes. I think as the teacher, you learn more than the student, exactly. right? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Just thinking about like this past year and the pandemic and I guess a little over a year now, it's been what, like yes. April, May, so maybe mm-hmm. 14 months or something. Right. Just of unknowns and, you know, unexpected <laughs> obstacles and things like that yes. and closures and all of that. What has that looked like for you with the studio? And personally too, is fine, but especially as a, yes. a leader and, you know, studio owner. For sure. I mean, what a year or la- the last 14 months have been, right? I think yeah. it has affected everyone mm-hmm. all over, I mean, across the world. And for us in the dance industry, I mean, we've had all these different obstacles we've needed to overcome. But I heard someone say, you know, who better than an artist to overcome, right? Like we're super creative and this is how God wired us. So they're like, the artist will survive this. Yes. Yes. We can adapt and like come up with new creative solutions. (laughs) We can. And we, and we do, and we did, I feel like as a dance community and industry. So for me, you know, when it all started going down, to be honest, my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, all right, I don't even know if we'll have a business, you know? Mm -hmm. And for us, it was just like, just walking in faith and surrendering to the Lord going, okay, God, like, 
more than ever, we realized our need for him. And I think more than ever, we are so grateful for what we get to do and what we're called to do. And, you know, when, when it all went down, our, I just like everyone else, we were figuring out zoom and how to dance on zoom and connect and stay connected. And then we transitioned to like, okay, we can be in person, but there's all these different limitations. And so telling my teachers like, all right, sorry, you got to keep your dancers in their squares and Mm -hmm. everybody 10 plus needs to wear masks and oh my goodness, all the things. And there were so many different obstacles like that. And, and just even being a leader, I think, you know, for me going, okay, like, Lord, I need clarity moving forward and wisdom Mm -hmm. as a leader, because I have my staff following me, these studio families following me. And, and they were incredible. They were so supportive through everything, That's but just really, yeah. God, I need your wisdom. And he says, you know, those that lack wisdom like to ask. And so, so many times we just asked the Lord and pulled on different, you know, communities that we had for wisdom yeah. and mentors. I think just like everyone just going, okay, God, and for us with more than just great dancing, that was super helpful to have that community of studio owners um, to bounce off ideas. Yeah. Is that like a network of studios? That It is. Okay. It is. It's um, run by Misty Lown. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. and, but she's incredible and leads like this group of so many different studio owners and it's amazing and has been such a great resource for us. And I really think has helped us survive this COVID season, honestly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to have that support system and yeah, people to reach out to and be like, okay, we're not alone and get good tips and stuff like that. Yes. So we definitely found that and more than just great dancing for sure. And, and in the Lord and Mm -hmm. in our mentors. And, you know, I've also seen through the pandemic that, there have been good things that have come from it. You know, like we've Mm -hmm. learned, we've learned how to set up these tech systems in our rooms and our teachers have learned to teach on zoom and in person. And so I feel like it's opened up new opportunities for us as well. Mm -hmm. It kind of forced us to figure this out. Exactly. (laughs) He's super creative. And, and so we did that. We had tech stations, we had kids in person, kids on zoom and But it was such a challenge, I think, to keep them engaged, you know, um, Mm -hmm. over Zoom and and to help our dancers to connect, even though they have these masks on and to remind them to express and to dance with those limitations. But they did it and they did it so well. It was it's been hard, but we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I feel like we're coming out of that. Thank the Lord. And we will never take for granted, you know, like getting to just be without masks or get to partner in class or things like that, that we're so used to, or to do our normal shows. I mean, Mm -hmm. even for us this year, I'm sure like so many studio owners, we just had to rethink everything and reimagine what our recitals could look like. And so for us, we are very fortunate to be able to do it in a theater with physical distancing and just to have a bunch of smaller shows. So we're running like 11 shows. And oh, wow. Yeah. In a few weeks, we will have our, all our recitals. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. That's, 
that's exciting to have more of the quote normal, I guess, whatever normal is, but the, you know, what we were used to a bit more of that feel. That's kind of what we did. Typically we have two shows, but this year we did three. We were in a different space because they're renovating our auditorium. So we were in the gym and we like borrowed curtains and rented lights and, you know, tried to make it as special as possible and added that third show to try to allow more people in with social distancing and everything. But yeah, it's, it was very cool. You know, they were able to take their masks off while they were performing. And yes. literally, I mean, it's one of the first times I've seen some of their faces all year, you know? I know, right? How strange is that? <laughs> I was like, this is so nice to see them and see their smiles. And But then it was also like weird for them, you know, because you kind of get used to that almost like, I don't even know, like a safety net kind of, or yes, there's something there. And so, you know, for them to express, like you said, it's hard to remember to do that when you're in a mask. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a, a new learning curve there (laughs) with the performance. Yes. Yes, I know. I, I think I've missed that part the most over the last year is just getting to see their sweet smiles Mm -hmm. and just touch and hugs and, you know, things that we need as human beings. So important. And so, yes, we will not take it for granted from here on out. I pray. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And that's the sweet thing. I think with even, you know, some of the younger students, it's like, I think they realize that too. And they are just really super full of gratitude when they get to do anything. So that's been really sweet. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. I know seeing our dancers, we got to do an outside performance night of worship and that was And we did a Christmas show too, and with lots of different restrictions, but when we got to see their masks come down, I mean, they were just glowing. I mean, smiling from ear to ear. I think they just couldn't wait to just express their hearts again in that way and for Mm -hmm. that to get across. Yeah. That's so cool. And yeah, it's just, it's been a journey for sure. (laughs) It (laughs) has. We're getting there. Yeah. We're figuring it out. So definitely. We're doing Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, I'd love to kind of move into sort of the teaching mentorship side, which definitely was a lot of already kind of our conversation with studio ownership. But would you want to share some of your most like rewarding moments as a teacher that you've seen over the years? Yes. So I was thinking, you know, I think for me as a teacher, and you can probably relate when you get those dancers in your classroom that are super timid, that are afraid to try something, you know, you want them just to go for it. You're like, come on, just like let go and, and be free. And so I think for me over the last so many years of teaching, I've taught for a long time, but I think for me, that has been the most rewarding when I see dancers come in and when all of a sudden they experience that freedom and that joy and they just go for it, you know? And like, I really feel like that's in little kids naturally, you know, for the most part that they're like, okay, we're just going to go for it. And Mm -hmm. some of my teenagers, you know, just be so self-conscious at the beginning and hold back. And then just to be able to encourage them to go for it and Mm -hmm. that it's okay to fall or to mess up, but to just have that they would have no regrets and just going for it and seeing, you know, actually their full potential because Mm -hmm. when they're holding back, they can't really see all that's in them and what they can reach technically and in so many different ways. And so I 
Love that. That has been for sure one of the most rewarding parts of teaching. And then I also think for me, just thinking back even to night of worship, I got to hear so many of our dancers share their testimonies, um, which is that we, we hadn't done before. And that was really sweet for me because I heard from them and their sweet little voices, their hearts. And I got to hear that. Yes. Like it's clicking. We say at our studio that our desire is to teach excellence of dance and heart Um, or Christian studio. And so we want both like the excellence in dance and in heart, the heart. And when I got to hear those sweet dancers share their little testimonies, oh, it just meant the world. I was like, this, this is so sweet. And this makes it all worth it because they were sharing about how they found community, even in this, this pandemic, like in their friendships within their dance class and their dance companies and how much life and joy it brought them and how many of them are walking through even difficult things with family members being ill and how dance was their escape and how it allowed them to express their emotions and to release that, you know? And I think that's one reason I love dance and probably you too, because to have that safe place to release what's inside. I mean, sometimes we just, we don't even have the words to express what's going on in our hearts. And it is so therapeutic Mm -hmm. to be able to dance it out. And so, yeah, those are a couple of things I love. That's so good. Yeah. And it's true. It's yeah. That being able to just kind of let it go. And like you said, express what's inside that sometimes we don't know what to say, (laughs) especially for kids and even, you know, teenagers they're processing through so much and, you know, growing so much. And with little kids, they may not know how to express if they're sad or, you know, angry or happy or whatever. So it's like, you know, being able to just to move. And I feel like it comes, comes through that for sure. So that's really cool. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about your just kind of the legacy with Suzanne. And do you know when she started the studio? Yes. So 29 years ago. Wow. That's <laughs> incredible. So 30 years next year. Yes. Wow. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah. I'm so honored and blessed to get to carry that legacy forward. Yeah. And kind of the sort of generational thing that's happening now is really, that's so beautiful. And I would imagine like, she seems like kind of a mentor type figure, you know, especially for your life and probably a lot of the students that have come through the studio. Do you want to share like any thoughts on mentorship, either from your experience of it, um, having people above you or, you know, even looking towards your students and people that you're able to pour into now? Yes. Well, I love mentorship and I am so grateful to have had amazing mentors in my life. Suzanne for sure is one of them. She's so amazing and has kind of been like another mom to me, Um, Mm -hmm. my dancing mom. And she really has poured so much into me. And I, I can't even imagine owning the studio without having that person to go to, you know, I mean, for sure we have the Lord and I have my spouse and, but to have someone that knows exactly like what you're experiencing and has walked that road before, oh my goodness, like is so valuable And so worth honoring too. Like, I just think it's so important for us as, you know, a younger generation 
carrying on some of these legacies and Mm -hmm. taking the torch and running forward, you know, that just to get to honor what they've Mm -hmm. done, because we really get to stand on their shoulders. Right. And I wouldn't be in the position I'm in if it weren't for her going before me. And so, yes, I, one, truly value that and think it's important that we honor our mentors Mm -hmm. and just am so grateful to learn from her so that I can keep moving forward with it. And I've experienced Mm -hmm. that, you know, at Suzanne's and even at Audeum and in different seasons of my life through different, you know, amazing people like Randy and just so many incredible mentors. I count myself very blessed to just know them and get to, I just want to like, you know, soak up all I can from what they say, (laughs) you know, and um, just like take it all in. And, but I also love too, that there's a place and, Suzanne says this too. She's like, you know, this is what I would advise you to do, but also like, it's time for you to make that decision. And just Mm -hmm. to have that freedom as well is really beautiful because Mm -hmm. there are things like you just, you have to walk through to learn it. And we are still, even though I would love to be like, okay, like I'm going to soak up all I can and um, not make any mistakes. Like right. that's just, now I've got it all figured out. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's like, that's not real life. You yeah. know, we are going to make our own mistakes, but I am so grateful just for different mentors in my life and see the value in that. And hopefully get to pass that along as well. The things mm-hmm. that I've gotten to walk through to just share that, you know, the good, bad and the ugly, like just yeah. be open, right? Whether it's my staff or young dancers to get to learn from my mistakes and also mm-hmm. the things that, that I've also gotten to do well, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. That's so good. Love the wisdom that we gain from, from mentors and yeah. And it's really rewarding to see like you were saying, kind of that, like people that are instilling courage, like you can do this, you know, um, yes. it's okay. You can make a decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though it's hard sometimes, <laughs> especially for us people pleasers or people that like to, I know, but right. You know, yep. Yeah, it's good. But having <laughs> the, the backing is super helpful for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm so thankful for that. For sure. And you mentioned towards the beginning that you've been kind of getting back into dancing yourself in this season. So I'd love to hear more about that and kind of what you're doing. You said you were working with Mako and have your own company. Yeah. So what is that looking like right now? You know, it is so sweet. I love getting to dance again. And I think I mentioned this earlier, but when I laid down dancing with Audam, you know, I didn't know if I would have the opportunity to get to dance in that way again. Yeah. And there was a period of time I felt like I kind of had to mourn that and really release that to the Lord and kind of come to peace with it. Mm. But I love God, you know, like he knows the desires of our hearts and he loves to give us those desires (laughs) no matter how old we are. And so, you know, I'm 32 now and I have three kids and So the Lord started bringing it back into my life after we took over the studio and through Talitha, which I got to do like, you know, for short periods of time throughout the year for a project. And then when Maggie moved to College Station and started Mako, which I love and just love the vision and just how it touches lives through movement. It's 
she's amazing and so called to do what she does. And when she just approached me and said, Hey, I'm starting this company and would you love to join? And I just at first was like, Oh my goodness, like, can I even do this anymore? You know, Mm -hmm. like it's been so long and, but it, it has been just the sweetest blessing. And I'm grateful that I get to do it while still running a business and having my family and kids. And um, I remember even a sweet mentor in my life, you know, just sharing with me, Hey, Bethany, it's, it's important for you to still go for your dreams and Mm -hmm. for your kids to see you do things also for yourself And that was very freeing. And Mm -hmm. it was something I held on to because I didn't know if I could do it while having kids. And I knew it would need to look different for sure. I'm not dancing as much as I used to back Mm -hmm. in my damn days. Um, (laughs) But to get to do it like once a week is just so amazing and so rewarding. And I think it's even sweet for my kids to get Mm -hmm. to see like, hey, mama, is still going for things and um, going for her dreams and keeping up with that gift and pouring Mm -hmm. into that and making time for it. Yeah. I think that's super valuable and something that you're right. I think a lot of people probably feel guilty for doing or Mm -hmm. kind of restricted or something. So I think that's really a good word of wisdom for sure. And just freedom, you know, Mm -hmm. that that's okay. And obviously with, like you said, with different, you know, flow and wisdom and all of that, but think that helps a lot. Yeah. And I'm curious, you mentioned the sort of the season of mourning. And I think that's something that probably all dancers at some point in their life, but a Mm -hmm. lot of dancers process through kind of at the end of their more performance career, I guess you could say, do you want to just share a little bit about that experience and maybe anything that was helpful for you? Cause as people are walking that for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I do think when, the Lord calls you out of it. One, it's, I think, important to know that that's the right timing mm-hmm. and to really hear that clearly from the Lord and even get counsel in that because it is, I think, that performing window in the way that I did it with ADM, you know, a lot of times that's done when you're younger and yeah. it's it's a short window of time in your dance career that you can dance at that capacity and, you know at that level. And so I, it was, it was hard because I had trained and worked so hard and poured everything into it for five years. And Mm -hmm. then the Lord just made it very clear. And so I think it was important for me to one, know it was the Lord and his timing. And just to be honest with God, I think that helped me like to cry about it and to Mm -hmm. recognize like, okay, this I'm, I'm laying this down and Lord, like do with it, whatever you want to do. And I, I love that he's brought it back around for me. Um, it's been really sweet to get to do it even, you know, just a little bit again, it just yeah. fills that part of my, my artist soul, you know, getting mm-hmm. to perform and, um, to use that talent in that way. But yeah, I think just really taking time to process with the Lord. And I think also still, having an outlet is helpful. So even though I knew like, okay, I'm not performing, it was like, okay, Lord, show me my calling in this season, how I can use that gift for your glory and how you want me to pour it out. And whether that is just in, you know, my prayer closet dancing before you God, which honestly, like that's the most important, right? You know, it's, it's first for the Lord. And so there might be seasons where God calls you to use it just for him, you know, in that way. 
But then also, I I do think that he's given that gift and talent for a reason. And so Mm -hmm. I think even just asking him what it looks like in this season and dreaming with him about what that can look like is helpful and was helpful for me to know I would still be using that gift just in a different way. Yeah. That's, that's super helpful. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Add on question there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So kind of flows pretty well into, do you have a word of encouragement that you want to share with other artists right now? Anything on your heart? Yes. So I was just thinking about it and just asking the Lord. And first of all, I just felt led to encourage those that are maybe making decisions, big decisions with their life and trying to figure out what God has for them. I had to think of the verse um, in Proverbs 16, verse 9 in the NLT version. It says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And so I just wanted to encourage those listening that, you know, the Lord really is in control and he has really good things for you and that we can trust him. And when he maybe shuts a door that is devastating, you know, that the Lord, if he shuts a door, it means he has something else for you and he'll open that other door and and make it clear and but yes, just that, you know, he he's the one ultimately over it all. And there is so much rest we can find and surrendering to the Lord yeah. and trusting him. And it's not always easy, especially <laughs> for a control freak like me. I'm like, <laughs> I really want to have my five-year plan and I want to do all these things. And yes, but as we surrender to him, he blesses that and he makes the path clear and he ties it all together. You know, like I look back even on my own story and I so far and I'm like, wow, the Lord had me go down all these different paths, it seems like. And at the time, I didn't really understand how it all connected. But now looking back, I can see, you know, it was the Lord just leading and guiding me every step of the way. And mm-hmm. I, can, I can see that, you know, through my journey that it's connected. And I also love, I had to think also just for us that are, those of us that are maybe overachievers and tend to strive and want to like <laughs> make, make things happen, you know? Um, and I, I feel like as dancers, like we're go-getters, you know, like we're yeah. gonna, we have these goals and we're going to work and give it our all. And that's great. But I had to think back to a time when I was in class actually with Randy. Um, he's amazing. And so many great quotes and stories, yes. but I remember him telling us, to make a fist with our hands. And so all of us like made a really tight fist, you know, like, and just we're like squeezing and, you know, as tight as we could, (laughs) we're like, okay, I'm going to make a fist. And he was like, okay, so you just made a fist and all of y'all are like, have this like death grip, you know, like the center. And he goes, now I want you to relax your hand and still make a fist. Mm. And he was like, look, it actually makes the same shape. And for me, it was so eye-opening as a dancer to realize that I could let go and find the flow in my movement, that it would be more enjoyable, 
but also not only as a dancer, I think also as a person, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like so many times we can just be striving in our own strength to make something happen or to, and, you know, hear me, I'm I'm not saying we shouldn't try or give our best. Like I truly believe in like giving our all for the Lord. But I, I do think there is this place of, you know, just letting go in some ways Mm -hmm. and letting God move through us. And I think even for me in this last year, I, I found myself striving during even this pandemic to make things happen and to, I was like, okay, like I just have to keep pushing and I, I, I didn't want to give up, but I did feel like the Lord at one point was like, Bethany, you just need to surrender to me mm-hmm. and really seek me mm-hmm. and ask me to empower you to do the things that I've put before you, because if I've put it before you, I'm going to help you. You're not in it alone. And I think for so many of us, even in this last season, it's like, sometimes it can be really lonely, even as leaders to, mm-hmm. uh, it can feel like we're really alone. And I just feel like the Lord just, you know, wants to remind us and has reminded me that we're not alone in it and that the best place to be is just like surrendered <laughs> at his feet mm-hmm. and to lay it before him and to let him give us the wisdom and the energy and everything we need because he's God and he loves to give his children good things. So, yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. I feel like my heart needed that today too. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely going to speak to so many people and appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. 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 So one question I like to ask everyone before you go is, um, what is one of your favorite things right now? Oh, one of my favorite things. Um, I think right now I, well, I have many favorite things, but I think just being <laughs> with my family yeah. has been so sweet. Like just cherishing that time mm-hmm. with my littles. And so, yeah, just being with family and getting great to one. Their little personalities. <laughs> yeah. And- yeah. That's super fun when they're little, well, probably throughout their whole development, but especially when they're really tiny and they're growing and it's like, they're starting to express themselves more. And then you kind of get to see more and more of their personality kind of come to life. So that's super fun. And it sounds like Jocelyn is just kind of at that age of like exploration. and Oh, yes. (laughs) She's getting into everything, (laughs) but it's, it's so fun having a girl because I have two boys and now with her as a little girl, like she's dancing now and she like does her little like plies and move, waves her arms in the air and when worship music comes on. And so I love that. It's, it's so fun, but yes, she is into everything. Yes. (laughs) That's so awesome. And I can't believe how grown they are like <laughs> from the last time I saw them. So that's I super know. sweet. Oh, I love it. Goes it goes by so fast. Yeah, it seriously does. But <sighs> this has been awesome and just so refreshing to get to get to hang out with you and hear more from your heart. And I would love to let people know how they can connect with you in the studio. And if they happen to be in College Station or Bryan area, like to come check it out. So <laughs> yes, thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah. So they are welcome to head to my website, www.suzannestancestudio.com. My email and all the information's on there, our address, but yes, I would love to meet those that have listened and connect and 
um, just love this dance family and so grateful for it. And so thankful for you, Rachel, and creating this space for, for people to share and for those of us also to get to listen and just soak up from other artists and to learn from them. And so thank you for creating this space. I really am so blessed. I'm so glad to be able to do it. (laughs) Just like, it's really fun connecting with people and like the mentorship aspect, getting to hear from all these different people and learn, you know, it's been really, really special. So I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Yes. Thank you. It's so good to see you. I love you, Rachel. told Bethany this in our conversation, but my heart was seriously refreshed by our time together, and I hope that you were refreshed as well. You can find all the links, the full show notes, and additional resources on our website, creativeimpactpodcast.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to have you join our Patreon community. Patreon's a great place where you get extra content while supporting the show and helping it continue to grow. Check out the bonus content available already at creativeimpactpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's creativeimpactpodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next week, we'll be celebrating 50 episodes, which is so crazy, but so awesome at the same time. So definitely join us for a really fun conversation with Chris Hurt. Chris has been a student pastor for over 25 years, and he also has been involved in a sketch comedy duo known as Hurt and Manly. Chris believes that humor allows the heart to be softened so that truth may enter. You're going to love the fun conversation and great stories that Chris has to share. Not only are we going to be celebrating 50 episodes, we're also getting really close to the one-year birthday of the podcast. So we have some great guests in store, and I can't wait to share more with you guys in the coming weeks about how we're going to celebrate that one-year mark. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Impact Podcast. If you haven't already, I'd invite you to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. The music for the show is produced by Michael Cash. Share the show with a friend, check out our Patreon community, and I'll see you next week for my conversation with Chris Hurt.